0: Welcome to the Pop-In Podcast. Here we chat with innovative leaders who've used crowdsourcing to help them lead a rapidly changing remote workforce. The pandemic has changed how leaders interact with their teams, and in most cases, those changes will be permanent. Each episode will take you into a real-world scenario where Pop-In has helped those leaders navigate through this new normal. Thanks for tuning in. Now let's get into the show.
1: Hello and welcome everyone. Uh, So excited to have you here today. We have Amy Strauss as our guest. She is the Director of Public and Community Relations at Henry Ford West Bloomfield Hospital. Welcome to the show, Amy.
0: Thank you, thank you very much.
1: So uh, for our listeners, I'm I'm hoping we could start off with just hearing a little bit uh, about you and your journey that has kind of led you to uh, Henry Ford uh, and uh, a little bit of your background.
0: Sure, sure thing. So I've been with Henry Ford West Bloomfield Hospital for just about six years now. And uh, I originally came here as a community relations specialist uh, six years ago and uh, have been very fortunate to uh, kind of rise through a couple of different positions, a manager and now a director. Um, Henry Ford um, also owns um, a health insurance company called HAP, And I was with HAP before I came to join um, the team here at West Bloomfield. Henry Ford Health System is a a five hospital system in uh, the southeast Michigan area and our hospital here in West Bloomfield, which is a suburb of Detroit, has um, just under 2,000 employees. We are a a full service hospital and um, we also are a medical center, which a lot of people uh, assume or, or think of as a clinic building. We see we used to see anywhere between six and 800 patients a day. Just in our clinic, that's anywhere from, you know, an orthopedic surgeon to a cardiologist to an ear, nose, and throat doctor. But we have all those, uh, all those physicians and clinicians here as well as, as being a full service hospital. Um, a couple really unique things about our hospital. Um, we have a greenhouse on site um, and we have a resident farmer <laughs> who, um, who takes care of that greenhouse. We have a farmer's market inside the hospital during growing season, and we have a big demonstration kitchen, which looks like something you'd see on Food Network, and we have classes and events and programs uh, all throughout the year for our community, and we really invite our community into the hospital. This hospital was built with wellness in mind, and so that sort of flows all the way through everything we do here, even even, uh, from our design, which I know obviously people can see, but you can you can check us out because we're very different.
1: How great is that? The families must love that when they've got a a loved one there, being able to have all those things on site and and amazing food and everything.
0: Absolutely. And we do get a lot of people who come to check out our classes and events. We also have a yoga studio here as well. And we are nestled in a beautiful woodland and wetland area. Um, We even have a walking path, a path to wellness is what it's called on site.
1: That's that's amazing. I, I'm so excited to have you on the show today, because healthcare has been such a focus for the country uh, in the last three months with uh, the COVID outbreak. Uh, and I know, you know, some of the other guests we've had on the show, they've had a lot of downtime. Can you just describe, um, especially from a leadership perspective, just, you know, what you guys have been dealing with uh, as an organization, I don't. I don't think people always think of hospitals as organizations and and businesses, and because you're focused on wellness in the community. Uh, but there, there's so much that goes into running a hospital. What what have been some of the things in the last uh, three months that that you've kind of really focused on and, and had to try to figure out with all these changes that have been going on?
0: Well, I think that the biggest thing is that when um, the COVID crisis hit we were uh, quickly challenged to uh, look at our processes and procedures of the way we currently were doing business and having to change that very fast on a dime almost over a weekend um, because we had to have things like screeners in place and we had to look at our patients and how we could keep them safe and how we could keep our team members safe so we had a lot of processes and procedures that were changing on an almost daily basis and our need to communicate with our team and and our patients became paramount uh, because those changes were happening really at rapid speed. So I would say those are the big things. We also saw um, an incredible spirit among this team. And I would say probably any team (laughs) uh, at any hospital around the country felt the same way, uh, really coming together, people working hard with each other, Trying to solve problems, institute new processes, procedures, um, bringing ideas to the forefront. I think that is something that I really I did not expect. Um, I tell people who ask me sometimes it feels like this has been going on for two days, two weeks, two months, and two years because that's that's kind of how how we've seen it. Um, we've we've really had just. Um, an amazing support too from our community, which is something I didn't think we didn't, I don't think anybody thought would happen. Our community, and I mean, when I say community, I mean not just the businesses and folks around us, but the community in Michigan, Southeast Michigan, even all over the country, people have been so generous and so um, gracious, sending in all kinds of things from food to cards and letters and PPE that you know they donated um that was something that I think really was an aha moment for me as well and and for all of our leaders
1: it is pretty neat the way I think so many communities have stepped up and you know restaurants delivering food all kinds of kind of great things through such hardship so you talked about rapid change uh and I don't think I don't think any of us necessarily like love changing right and especially in business we get kind of set in our processes and we think they're good with all of this change that is forced upon you. You know, this, this podcast is really about leaders connecting with their teams. How do you do that? How do you, how do you keep, you know, everyone over, you know, you got 2000, roughly 2000 employees with the hospital. How do you keep them engaged and, and and not getting disgruntled with all of this change that's coming down that maybe some of them, they think is fair. Some is not fair um you got all these services in the hospital that probably are being turned off while you know everything is going to focus on covid as a leader how did you connect with your teams how did you how did you help them through these changes
0: well i think one of the things that we took advantage of was using pop-in and um our president of our hospital is a big believer in seeking feedback from our team members and and having them be able to ask questions So early on, we launched a pop-in where people could ask any question that they had, and it could be anything regarding PPE, it could be regarding our food service, it could be regarding our our chaplain, it could be regarding uh, the screeners. And and we were answering those pop-in questions as quickly as we could and then posting all those answers so that our team could go out to our intranet site and take a look at those answers. It also helped us as leaders see sort of what the themes were of the questions and then be able to answer in real time by going to particular units or particular departments. And making sure that people understood these changes or had the correct information that really helped our leaders as well because it wasn't, there was no lag time we had, we had to make sure people understood make sure they have their questions answered so that they could do their job and their job of taking care of either taking care of our patients or taking care of each other.
1: So instead of, so to get this straight, instead of doing like a pulse survey where you're like, how do you feel we're doing with food services on a scale of one to five or something like that, where you might get a three or a two and you're not sure exactly what to do with that. You are actually allowing them to kind of open, open ask questions that you guys would then address how how would you apply that then to changes so changes roll out probably mandated by the government in some ways mandated by senior management in the hospital when you roll those out did you do the same kind of thing where you ask them to improve upon it or since they're close to the the actual changes in the things that need to happen at a a ground level how did you engage with them on the changes
0: so sometimes they, our team would give um, feedback or, or suggestions and our, our senior leaders would take that and, and actually run that up the flagpole with our system leaders as, as a way to, you know, maybe we need to look at it doing, like, doing something like this versus this. So sometimes that feedback was crucial in how, they, how our, our um, system team either presented something or put something into place. So we were, we were providing that real-time feedback, um, you know, did we think about this, had we thought about that, um, which sometimes is, you know, and for everybody can imagine, uh, you sometimes can't see the forest through the trees when you're so focused on something, but other people can see things that you might not be seeing. So I think in that way it was crucial because the feedback that our team provided, along with the questions, really drove some of our system um, uh, uh, leaders to, you know, think about things in a different way.
1: Hmm. Yeah, I find that, I find that crowdsourcing can be pretty incredible for um, having it roll out an idea or a change that's 80% baked, and then allow the community that needs to implement the change to put that last 20% on it, because there's no way sometimes sitting in your seat in management that you could see that last 20%, the same way that people that are actually implementing the change could. Um, did you find that when you shared the authorship in this way, management kind of rolling up these changes and then these improvements and questions about the changes coming up from the, um, the people in the field, did you find that there was, has there been better adoption? Has there been less fuss? Uh, with the changes that where people are just kind of getting on board because they have some say?
0: Uh, you know, that I think that's hard to to discern because um, a lot of the things that had to happen had to happen because, again, like you said, they were requirements coming from our health system, which were coming from, you know, the government, the CDC, things like that. And um, we were working quickly to train our folks and and to bring them up to speed so that they would understand not only how to do something, but the why behind it. Um, so it's hard to say. If um, I think that everybody was, again, um, very, very motivated and interested to know what the latest and um, greatest in terms of uh, what we were doing and how we were doing it was. But I don't know if we could really point to the fact that you know they were more or less um, amenable to it.
1: Got it. Got it. So talk to me a little bit about um, reopening now because now, you know, we've made all these changes and it sounds like you guys have done so well through all of this. Now you've got these services uh, that maybe aren't kind of just emergency only services at the hospital because you're a medical clinic and you've got these other um, aspects of the business. Now that those are reopening, kind of what? how are you guys dealing with that? What are the big issues or the big things that you've overcome?
0: One of the things that we did um, just a few weeks ago is we launched another pop-in where we asked our team members, you know, really, um, what have you learned through all this? What have you learned that you think we should keep in terms of processes and procedures? What are some things that we had to do or maybe that we've done in an old way that we think we don't need anymore? And then the final question we asked was, who would you like, is there anyone you'd like to recognize? Give a shout out to. Um, give, you know, recognition to. And that was, again, very successful as we sort of re- start, restart our engine and get things moving um, uh, to a, a more ramped up speed. As you mentioned, we are seeing more and more of our patients come back for those clinic visits and for non-emergency pro- uh, surgeries and pr- uh, procedures. So um, we, we got a lot of great feedback from that pop in as well. Um, and and some of those some of those things that we learned are going to either be instituted or we're going to think about things in a different way or we're going to do away with some some things as well.
1: That's great. How how did the team how did the team take the the recognition piece? How how did that go? Can you, what, is, can you give me any more detail of any reactions?
0: Uh, we got uh, so many uh, positive. Um, positive comments from you know from all over the hospital and we got a lot of people who I would call them like the unsung heroes of this who might not normally be recognized because they're not out in front of of the patient or the or the public from everyone from our security team to our environmental service team to our facilities team to our culinary team um, we're getting shout outs um, left and right and that I think um, has has great impact because, you know, everybody likes to be recognized, and they, you know, I think that when those uh, folks saw that they were getting recognized, it it does a lot for your morale.
1: I agree. I think that's so great. Well, I I thank you so much for the time today, and, you know, before we sign off, is there any kind of closing thoughts you have for us or things that that maybe I, I haven't asked you that you'd want to cover?
0: I I think that the one thing, and I mean, I've realized, you know, obviously, this is pop-in driven, but I think that we have learned through this that the pop-in tool has been very um, powerful for us. Something that people um, have taken to and and whether, you know, they're expressing their opinion uh, positively or negatively, I think it's important because people need to be heard. Everybody needs to be heard. And giving people the vehicle to do that with is um, crucial. And that's what Poppin has really done for us through this and really even before our entire health system um, utilizes POP-In and everybody utilizes it in a different way. So um, it's been really interesting to hear uh, from my colleagues around the health system too, how they're utilizing pop
1: That's great. Thank you for that. So, Amy, everything you're doing, everything Henry Ford is doing, we thank you so much. Uh, I think we're all so lucky to have such a great group of people that are taking care of us, Uh, and I appreciate you taking the time today.
0: Well, no problem at all. And I would just uh, end with saying, you know, a lot of uh, we have a lot of amazing people here at the hospital, as in every hospital around the country. I refer to them as heroes because they really, really are heroes. Um, I call us hero support. That's what we are. We're the support behind the heroes.
1: Yeah, I would agree. Thank you so much. I really appreciate it. You've been a great guest.
0: Thank you. You've been listening to the Pop-In Podcast. Make sure you come back as we continue the crowdsourcing conversation with another industry leader. For more information on our platform, please go to popinnow.com.
1: See you next time.